Hey everyone, welcome to Smash Trivia. I'm your host, Smash Trivia John. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram by searching Smash Trivia to follow everything happening with me. I'll be the one with the big old green head in the profile picture. So excited to get into this. This is the Gamma Analysis. Basically, in this series, I'm going to review everything Hulk, all the movies, TV shows, and I also do random other geeky films. Occasionally, not-so-geeky ones, too. And I also like to mix things up once in a while by not reviewing anything. Hope you enjoy Smash Trivia Presents The Gamma Analysis. I want to ask everyone listening, if they can, please do sign for me. Please share the hell of this podcast with all your friends. If you don't, Hulk will be angry. And Smash Trivia has a Patreon too, so please check that out. We have some fantastic extra content on there. I bet you'll have a Hulk smashing good time. The tiers are as follows. $1 a month is Hulkahala for dollar. $3 a month is The Reading Room with Hulky and Shulky. And $5 a month is Smashing the TV. I also now offer custom trivia games on Fiverr. So if you want to take your game night to the next level, you can hire me. A link to the Fiverr is in the episode description. The Gamma Analysis is also a part of the Blind Knowledge Podcast Network. Now that we have all that important stuff out of the way, let's smash right into this episode. Hello, my Gamma friends. Today, I'm uh, I'm joined by my co-host, Keith. How are you doing, Keith? I'm doing good, John. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I'd, oh, you guys uh, I probably noticed I have uh, I have uh, I've created a new intro for my show. Uh oh, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, all right, that intro and, and let me know what you guys think of it. Uh, it oh, uh, and for this episode, we're reviewing the uh, the 70s Incredible Hawk episode. Uh, uh, from season two, uh, which is episode five, titled uh, "A Child in Need." Uh, aid for our Hulkaholic for a dollar. We have uh, Derek Sager, Gabriel Floral, film critter, and Stephen W. And a couple things before we get into this review. One disclaimer: this episode deals with child abuse, including beatings and an abusive father. So, if any of that is triggering to you, I don't recommend listening to this episode. And to, this is a uh, this is a triggering one for me because of my childhood. So this will be a very emotional episode, um, and uh, and I it might be also also for Keith because uh, I know you've dealt with some stuff in your uh, um in your childhood. Yes. Yes. Uh, and finally, last thing before getting into this review is I, I wanted to say some words about uh, my friend Tyler who passed sadly passed away last week in a car accident. Tyler was awesome. He uh, he was the best godson I could have ever asked for. Uh, or and I'm so glad that I uh, that the day that he was confirmed into the church, I uh, I was asked to stand up there uh, with him in, as his godfather. That I'm uh, it is very saddening that this happened. He wasn't uh, was even twenty uh, yet, and um, all I can really say, uh, more is you need uh, uh, you never know when something like this yeah happens. So make sure you uh, make sure that the people that you love know that you love them, and it's because one day you might not be able to make sure that they know that anymore. I uh, well, I have not talked to uh, I had not talked to Tyler in probably over a year, but of uh, uh, and. I don't know if he knew, uh, knew how much I loved him, but I, uh, uh, I'll love him. But uh, and the end of my days is even after he's he's passed. He's uh, he'll always uh, has been an important part in my life. Very well said, Sean. My condolences. That's, Thank you. Uh, we carry our we carry the ones we lose in our hearts and our minds, and that's that was very well said. Thank you. All right, so let's get into uh, uh, this review uh, of. Um, a child in need. So, uh, oh, first to start off, I'll say this is an episode I think is, uh, ink is well made. I can't say yeah. it's an episode I enjoy a hell of a lot <laughs> for for obvious reasons. Again, again, let's watch it again, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have that kind of rewatch value. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. Uh, I. 
do think they did well with uh, uh with portraying an abusive father uh, other as um they uh, as there are a lot of things uh, a lot of moments in this where i uh, i remember back to things from my childhood and it and i could feel the, the way i felt uh, uh, with my dad like i like the scene where he's uh, uh, there, um, he's telling his uh, his son that he wants a beer, and he uh, and he wants uh, he's like, I want uh, I to be the kid who brings it to me. I've uh, I've experienced that before, and then uh, then that terror, the uh, error that follows of you try walking slowly up to your father, the other, and um, and then also like another time where like uh, there. I've literally experienced this exact same. Hey, well, two things. One, uh, um, where they, uh, he's like, uh, he, as he's, uh, he's running towards him, he, uh, yelling, "When I get my hands on you, uh oh!" And all, oh. and then there's like, "What do we have to do to get you to behave?" I've experienced those exact lines, the lines from my dad. Uh, at um, it, uh, and then like how the, uh, how um. He's really good at uh, uh good at having a completely different personality when he's around others. Uh, others that might not like most people would not have known that my dad was uh, as the person that he was because uh, as when they saw him, he was a completely nice person. But when uh, when he's alone with the family, it's different. No, I think it it definitely portrayed a lot of um those very common uh things mm-hmm. very well for even as you know this is a very well, hyper dramatized kind of almost soap opera ish kind of show in its most serious moments things are still very over the top it's the 70s yeah. it's it's television it's not going to be like watching some like you know critical acclaim movie mm-hmm. nowadays but oh, yeah. um but the the stuff that they take seriously they do resonate they do very well um in yeah. such a even in such a, a silly sci-fi show like the hulk it's uh it, it was jarring to me how how much uh how much was shown and the, and the way it was shown almost like a shot kind of like a horror film yeah um and a lot of the camera angles on on mark and and how the dad's coming closer to him and just the just the dead-on kind of uh, angle, oh, yeah. uh, almost like looking down the, the barrel of a gun kind of thing as the camera yeah. approaches him, like the father is, and and that whole thing of uh, that whole thing of him, uh, <laughs> asking for the beer, <laughs> my wife sneaking around in the background. <laughs> yeah, my whole, my whole thing of uh, of him um, telling Mark to bring him the beer uh, and demanding it so that it, demanding yeah. it that it's the kid that bring it to him. So that to me means that not only you not only i but maybe the writers of the show and many anecdotal things that they've heard from other people mm-hmm. that is such got to be such a common thing that they knew that it would dramatically resonate with the viewer oh yeah as, I, you know a trope a, a common thing yeah i'm uh, i'll be honest i don't think i've felt uh, uh i i've there have been many uh, any things that i've seen before where i've felt quite this much of how uh, it's done uh, on yeah. with it and giving me that uh, uh that terror that i felt in real life uh i have like one of the only other times that i can remember uh, of it a sign making me feel like this um is actually from an, another marvel show uh oh and one that it probably would be surprising to hear because it's uh air because it is one of the Lower uh, rated uh, ed, um Marvel Netflix shows, Iron Fist. There's uh there's a scene in it where uh where this uh where um this rich asshole uh, old, old man is uh and murders uh, uh murders his uh his assistant after the after the assistant asked for vanilla ice cream. Right. And it uh, and that was absolutely terrifying for me to watch. Yeah. The villain in season one, he was a, a incredibly. I've never seen a villain like, quite like him. One that's losing his mind mm-hmm. and uh, such on a such a huge power trip, and he's lost his connection to humanity because I think he. I think the character's arc in that is that he's 
first just found out that he is immortal or at least been made to be immortal so mm-hmm. he's kind of losing it is to touch yeah. with with what it is to be a person um and he just starts going crazy on oh, yeah. his uh, assistant that i remember that scene that was that was effective that was one of the better parts of that whole arc oh in, yeah in it, him it, and, and his son ward had uh, two of the best uh, arcs in that season it's it surprising to me that uh, a that a show like Iron Fist would have got uh oh have got me feeling like that. But yeah, it like uh, this uh I I don't feel like uh, I feel like this often when watching things, even if it's something that deals with uh with an abusive father. There have been uh, an abusive fathers uh, throughout the MCU, and most of them, yeah. uh, most of them. I didn't feel. I don't feel anything. Uh, I mean, a, a connection like uh, the closest uh, is from MCU stuff that I've ever felt a connection to. And I think it's because I actually started to go a little bit deep into it. Is Shang Chi? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. For me, it was uh, more um, Moon Knight in uh, the abusive mother. In that, mm-hmm. I, I, don't get me wrong. My my mother wasn't abusive at all, and, and has never been. But um, the way that they portrayed, you know, the fear of sitting in the room bedroom yeah and waiting for them to break the door down or break waiting for them to come deal with you and what you've done or something like that was yeah. uh yeah that was very well uh very well portrayed very authentic um and you mentioned a really good point in this episode about the father the actor playing the father i'm not sure for once i don't have the actor's names in front of me and mm-hmm. memorized but the the guy playing is it jack the dad's name i think it's no maybe it's not i'm not sure but the the dad is so when you first meet him, isn't he in like a sweater vest doing some gardening? Like he's yeah. so unassumingly kind and th- sympathetic, and he's thinking about how stressed out his wife has been, and you know he he loves poor Mark uh-huh. coming home with with grades or, or coming home with bruises, and we'll have to take care of him. Like you wouldn't have assumed that that was him, and that that portrayal of of not only an abusive father but of alcohol alcoholism. The mm-hmm. idea of you know the uh, the Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing that this person isn't um, he he's not himself all the time he's two people inside and uh, they're battling for control uh, is yeah. a very interesting way to look at something in a show like this I was shocked one thing I I can't say whether it's accurate because I know it's not accurate to my situation but it was uh, uh, but it may be to others um. Within my situation, nobody would have been able to tell if my dad beat me. If uh, like this kid, uh, this kid has all these bruises all over him, yeah. they can't. So it's very obvious that people will be able to tell. In my situation, my dad, he knew how to uh, how to hurt people in ways where uh, where they would not bruise, so that no one could tell. Yeah. And a lot of I think that's more often the case in real life. I think I think the convenience of his arms being bruised in this episode to incite the conversation with David uh, was was very much a, a quick way to get to the cut to the chase. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You're absolutely right. And I think the 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 uh, the workaround he gets from I thought the mother was going to was actually abusive when I first started listening to it um, I, and watching it. I was like, oh, she's stressed. So he's going to go talk to her. And then things got weird with her. But the dad seemed so nice in that first meeting. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it must be the mom. The mom's beat. I was like, oh, it's just so... like Moon Knight. My goodness. But uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, the, 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 you're right. Some people are so methodical um, in that they know that they're doing something wrong, but they're thinking, oh, as long as the world doesn't know. Yeah. It's, it's a freaky. It's a very no. methodical way to do it i was very surprised that they uh they actually brought into it that uh that the father had been uh, abused by his father like mm-hmm. that I, I i'm very surprised that for the show from the 70s so they used to bring that in um yeah. that that is uh, that's exactly the situation with my dad uh i think it uh but one thing i don't like is that they kind of uh they they kind of try to make it seem like he's not a bad guy. Uh, I yeah, because yeah. it uh, as if uh, it, the fact that he was abused when he was a child makes it okay that he's done these yeah. things to his kid, which is like no, no, that's not uh, okay. And also, he uh, he shouldn't be just allowed to come back to his family at, right after mm-hmm. some treatment. No, he should be put in prison. Yeah. He yeah, and remember, but also into a program for alcoholism, get him so yeah, get him and doing uh, time and counseling. 
And then one thing where I think the show actually really messed up of like uh, how it's not at all what it's like in real life is he would not be able to get through those uh, those years and years of trauma from his dad uh, uh, his dad in just uh, uh, less than a month's time like oh, they're God, no, they're God. like oh he'll be back in a month and he'll be fine then like <laughs> when he comes back he's gonna immediately start beating uh, uh, his child yep. again that that's yep. just all uh, like and the and the kid actually was uh was expecting uh, uh expecting that because as uh, the kid mentioned what good is it gonna do you take him away for a bit yeah. and just bring him back because he's going to just uh, uh, start doing this again yeah it's weird it's all it, they almost like wrap it up too quickly and they're like wait a minute you're ignoring the simple fact this the kid had already mentioned how useless that's going to be mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and he, like, like, oh, yeah uh, but also guy. like uh, also david's like all uh, I will always be here for you, uh, uh, or you. And then at the end of the episode, he's like, "I gotta go. Hey, I'm never <laughs> gonna go. see you again." Basically, yeah. <laughs> like I, I was already like, "Thank God we knew. We already know David at this point, so we know that this kid going over to yeah. his groundskeeper's house after meeting him, like after, after hanging out with him for three seconds, he goes over to his apartment. Yeah, I'm like, oh, at least we know that David's a good guy." But don't do this at home, kids. No, don't, try this. No, don't do this. But also, though, I'm sorry, but David is a dumbass for uh, getting a job as a uh, a groundskeeper, uh, where kids are going to be stepping all over his uh, all over his crops. Like, uh, like if you you're trying to stop yourself from getting angry, yeah. that's not a good choice. Although we, we we should talk about this later, I have a few points about the Hulk in this episode that we've never seen these a few things in here before. This episode mm-hmm. means a lot as far as developments we've never seen for the Hulk. But uh, to your point about a that the father should not be able to be counseled for a month and then totally back into society, back into his family's lives. He needs to have like chaperone visits with a yeah. with a child protective services uh, agent. Like there needs to be a lot more control around how he sees yeah, his son in the future. And and it should be sorry. Go ahead. It's it's just like uh, it's just like the Ezra Miller situation. Like people are like, oh, there'll be some people are like, oh, oh. Ezra needs help, uh, help, and we should be wanting to get uh, it, Ezra help. Okay, yes, but also, uh, also Ezra deserves to have consequences for these, uh, uh, yeah. these bad things uh, that they did. Like, uh, I, this, I just, like with a, I have to use a father. You like, you can't just uh, as be like, oh, the the dad is a uh, uh, dad goes get uh goes and gets its treatment then he should just not have any consequences whatsoever yeah. for his actions like that's yeah, kind of dumb they were, they were treating it almost like it was two like two things in one like he the, the dad is both an alcoholic and mm-hmm. an abusive father those two things separately should be treated separately as two very different consequences yeah. yes i'm all for alcoholism being treated like a disease get this person help get this person treatment and get them on a path to stick to their guns, get away from it Uh and find the, the part of their lives that they're missing by drinking it all away and, and hiding things or, or or numbing themselves to the therapy that he should be getting about his own father and his own experiences and, and guide him in the way that he needs to be guided so that he does not just repeat the same things that he did. uh, He, that it was done to him. But mm-hmm. then also, he's already committed crimes, so yes. he is an abuser. He's it's about the actions that you carry out. There are some alcoholics that would never hurt a fly; they'd never touch somebody. They'll scream and holler and make other damage in other ways. But the um, that's that's that scenario that home life shouldn't exist either. But they, you can't put them in the same category as someone doing mm-hmm. assault. Like actual assault on someone yeah. is a way bigger, uh, yeah, way bigger uh, consequence. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. Uh, um, he uh, I try to think. Uh, um, you notice the the last name that David took in this episode? Baxter, I believe. Yeah. He's now using. He's like, oh man, now I have to think of all the B names of <laughs> people that I met in season one. 
Well, one thing that I find very interesting to me that uh, that kind of makes me wonder what was happening in the world the year uh, the year that the first season came out because uh, is this episode uh, at least according to the, uh, the trivia section on IMDb this episode was filmed during season one but they pushed it to season two because of the subject matter. Oh, oh that really makes me wonder what was going on. Yeah. That's, what that was going insane. on that they would uh, uh, push it uh, uh, to a later time? I wonder if it was a, a mere matter of also just getting a chance to let the character breathe and, mm-hmm. and make his way into people's homes and on their TV sets. Each that week. could be. A, a level of trust before unleashing this kind of episode. This is almost like an after-school special. This is a freaking horror show. It's a drama. Oh, yeah. It's an after-school special. It's a, hey, don't oh. uh, you know tell somebody. If you see something, say something type of thing. Oh mm-hmm. my god, the, the neighbors alone were so infuriating. <laughs> now, one thing I uh, one thing I very much did not like is that throughout the show, Hulk has never had uh, like been unwilling to fight back against people that are uh, uh that he's fighting. But then with this uh this abusive father, he's just like, oh, I'm just gonna let you hit me, uh, and I'm not gonna do anything that'll actually hurt you at all. Like, I'm like, mm. I feel like uh, I feel like someone who is, ju- uh, is such a shitty person, like this, uh, this abusive father, uh, uh, should be more. Uh, uh, you should yeah. be hitting them more than you should uh, than any of the normal villains in the episodes. Yeah, I think. Well, I, and and far be it for me to think that Hulk himself had this in mind, but I think the creators of the show were thinking, okay, you're taking out your aggression and your past, uh, your own past on mm-hmm. your son who is a defenseless maybe like 70 pounds soaking wet kid um that is the easiest target as far as size as far as durability like this person has no fighting chance of being able to fight back you are in total because pa- it's all a power thing right yeah anybody who you know you look into the psychology behind assault it is all about power um and so to have hulk be the perfect punching bag and be this character that this this fictional thing that can be beaten by this man and not budge, not bruise, not even feel it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm just going to let you tucker yourself out. And I don't know that Hulk knew that about abuse or anything. Maybe yeah. David inside, maybe Hulk and David inside his head were basically telling them the same thing. Don't hit him yeah. back because that's not teaching him anything. But that I, I think that's more of a statement to make as the show. Yes. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not a decision that the Hulk consciously made. But I guess. Uh, but yeah, I the I just uh, I just uh, uh, feel that like we don't uh, someone who's someone who's such a, a shitty person, like an abusive father. We don't need to be giving them like mercy or something. Like we uh, like yeah. he's uh, like if anyone uh, if if there could be anyone in the show. That uh yeah. that Hulk could beat a uh, uh, beat up to the brink of death, I would want it to be someone like this. Yeah, yeah, no, that's um, fair, and, and I think that we both have that kind of biased look on. Yeah, obviously, what it would uh, be. Um, I mean, Hulk's fought henchmen, I, he's fought murderers, he's fought all sorts of like. I think he's. I mean, I would. I wouldn't say yeah. it's maybe not the, as far as rape, but he's mm-hmm. fought people who are definitely uh capable of that and maybe yeah. have done it i think it's season one mainly i'm thinking i'm mainly thinking of the guy who was really creepy at the orange grove uh mm-hmm. like episode two i think it was um that guy creeped the hell out of me and to see that guy get flung across the room i'm happy um yeah. to see that but yeah the, you get uh, these creepy dudes and they get all sorts of flung all over the damn place and then the one guy who who we would love to see get his clock cleaned uh-huh. uh falls on the floor crying yeah. instead uh and they and they kind of embellish the whole fact that he has a sickness mm-hmm. and that he doesn't know what he's doing and they give him a lot more sympathy than what we would probably give him today yeah so, yeah uh one thing uh, i think i do uh, want to mention that i think uh, is important now like hawk and uh and banners uh, actions in this episode they aren't they don't feel like they're like particularly personally motivated which that the reason for that is because uh as at the point that this episode had came out uh, uh it, the um idea of of banner and hulk having an abusive father had not been around in the comics yet 
I'm pretty oh, okay. sure that started in the 80s. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes um, interesting. I wonder if it was incited by this. Is that what you're maybe wondering? maybe hmm. um one thing I I really liked because it's uh, a because it is signed I can definitely relate to myself is that uh, I I love where the little kid said uh, uh said it would be nice to have the powers of a hulk to be oh, uh, yeah. like it like uh yeah because i've yeah that it does yeah, of course because it uh, uh <laughs> like i i always wanted to be strong enough that i could stand up to my dad and i never was able to be and i'm and i've talked to multiple people who have said that's probably part of why you uh, i you relate to the hawk is you wish you had those abilities. You wish you yeah. were able to be able to be strong uh, on in the face of these uh, these dangers. Yeah, absolutely. One of my favorite, um, one of my favorite uh, characters, or some of my favorite characters in comic books are shapeshifters. Um, I enjoy them the most because um, they could very easily uh, adapt to any situation, uh, blend in with a crowd, um, and there are definitely some some deep-seated psychological reasons behind that um but the uh yeah 100 percent makes sense that they would have this kid point out exactly what the kid would really be thinking um uh -huh. that, hey you know what about a level playing field what about being able to intimidate him the way he intimidates me and yeah. uh yeah and it'd be a snap of a finger you know i've mentioned a lot throughout the show about how uh how i feel like uh like banner needs to start realizing how much of a hero the Hulk really is. And I feel yeah. like a line like that from a little kid could mm -hmm. give him like a lot of like the, uh, of what he needs to uh, start believing that. Like he yeah. really, uh, after that, he should be like, wow, I've been thinking about this all wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I don't know where, where does he stand right now as far as we haven't seen him really, and and you saying that this is an episode from that they shot in season one and that they pushed to season two, but where is he right now as far as trying to cure himself? Is it is it? It's he's, been a while since he's brought well, that up. I feel. Last episode, he was trying to uh, cure himself with the uh with um at uh, at the horse uh, horse race the uh, ice oh, with yeah. the, he was trying to uh, cure himself with um some kind of tea uh, thing that they were making. Right, right. I would love for him to revisit the um, the psychological experiments and, and procedures that he was mm -hmm. doing um, at the beginning of this season where he was talking about the cage and the desert and being out there and, and trying yeah. to figure out how to trap him. Um, or that was, was that this season? Yeah, that was, was this season. Okay. Yeah. That was the beginning yeah. episode with the new, the new wife and everything that he had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, that I... I wouldn't be surprised if I why he doesn't want to continue that is uh, is because it makes him think of it think of that wife since she passed away. True, good point. Mm -hmm. Um, there's three things that struck that I learned from this episode mm -hmm. when it comes to Hulk's character specifically. Okay, one is that he is getting less and less careful, or at least less and less scared of certain people knowing that he's the Hulk. Um. He has a new friend in this kid who knows a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, who which he is and uh, which he, he's made a new dude, a new friend. Um, since this is uh, this isn't uh, this is actually really an episode from season one, I guess. That's uh, because they uh, they planned it to be that. Mm -hmm. Um, that kid actually might be the first person since the uh, uh since the pilot episode that he actually told. Yeah. I, I because they, too, uh, because I, my uh, head, I was like, wait a minute, is he the only one that knows? Well, oh, uh, we don't. Oh, uh, he's told the uh, uh, multiple people, people this do. season. Uh, this season with uh, uh from, uh, he's told the uh, all the um chief. Uh, if true, last true, episode, yeah. he uh, he told his previous uh, his, his wife who passed away, uh, in the premiere, but uh, but because of the fact that this is an, uh, this is technically an episode from season one uh, on this kid might be the first person he told uh, all since uh, since um whatever the first lady was to pass away uh, in the, the yeah. pilot <laughs> you and i both have trouble remembering that woman's name although alina marks uh, i'm never gonna forget mm -hmm. it uh, but this lady his <laughs> new wife what the hell um no it's uh, uh, yeah yeah it could be the first kid it, the kid could be the first one and i'm just it's nice to see 
that some people are in on the secret whereas some mm-hmm. people some superheroes have like they never let anybody know their their alter ego whereas this one this this superhero doesn't get to choose that um, yeah. all the time and with the ones that he's just okay with knowing mm-hmm. it, it's pretty shocking it's kind of nice i thought it was really cool the um actually the scene where he uh where um the kid finds out uh because uh, I, I think it was a really cool trans uh, transition back to uh, oh banner, like that. Uh, I thought that was really through cool. The, them the going through, the alleyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I was gonna say that. That's one of my favorite things that we learned or we saw this time is that he didn't have to pass out somewhere in mm-hmm. order to change back. He kind of was probably in mid action and remembered a lot more too because he's always treated it like a blackout like he doesn't like please remind me what happened like how did i get this wound or how did this happen or that happen and it's like no this time you just walked through under a couple of street lights and you were suddenly david again like yeah. and he says like i know i know this happens it's hard to explain mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like okay you remember everything that was kind of nice that well. was going to be my second thing is is this so not only that but the um he this is the most I've seen David get angry and not turn into the Hulk in a while. Yeah, definitely. Like him screaming with the neighbors and going across the street and pleading with them to help and call the cops and whatever. And they're just like, no, I can't get involved. That guy's crazy. And it's just like, he's so pissed off. Uh, and it takes him uh-huh. getting pushed. What was it? Pushed over the railing? Um, finally turns him? No. Uh, actually, yeah, I know. I think what to, uh, um, he turns uh, uh he turns after uh, uh as um one of the neighbors shuts their door in his face uh he's... oh yeah he looks uh. back at the house he looks back mm-hmm. at them and then suddenly the, the the green or the the white contact lenses come in and he turns yep. around and he looks away from the door and yeah i remember that now mm-hmm. um the third uh. thing i learned about this, in this episode is that uh bill bixby looks good in a black turtleneck and at the end of this episode, <laughs> it's his sad man walk, the lonely man theme that comes up is in this black turtleneck, and he looks so charming. And I'm like, some most people can't ter- uh, can't pull off a turtleneck, but that's besides the point. So, what did you think of the school nurse character? Um, I it kind of an, uh, it like an, it kind of annoyed me at the, uh, with her at first with like like how she was like she cared more about her job than uh, uh than this kid's safety like and is... he had to keep like blackmailing or not blackmailing but he had to keep mm-hmm. like threatening to if you don't go to them i will and it's just he keeps saying that to to her and to the wife and i think to me the the character was meant to do two things a show that this is a common thing that people turn their yeah. blind eye toward it, and uh, they care. They, you know, they have they, all these reasons to maybe forget they saw anything or whatever. And that was a common thing, and, and to be oh, aware yeah. of it, uh, tell tell the audience that these people exist, and that hey, just because the nurse says he fell down doesn't mean he fell down. Um, and the other thing is to kind of um, make David more of a hero by being the only person to, nice be able to speak up. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, it was a weird time. I can only imagine what, what child abuse, how it was dealt with in the 70s yeah. and how they, how they based this episode off of, uh, true events or, or, or anecdotal evidence and stories in the writer's room. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. It, um, it annoyed me though. It's <laughs> a short answer. It did annoy me. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Like it, it reminds me of like how, uh, how, um, I feel about, uh, with, captain america with his uh with how he it, so we're supposed to uh we're supposed to believe that it, uh, uh that after he went back in time to put the infinity stones back it's supposed to be the same timeline these uh, uh yeah. line and if that's the case that means he uh that he was uh he just uh he knew that uh he knew that bucky was being tortured on on by hydra and then uh, but he just <laughs> left uh, uh left it alone which uh which yeah. i uh which i'm uh i'm a kind of person of uh who's of the opinion of if you know something's happening and you have the power to stop it you're a shitty person if you don't stop it yeah well it's like uh with great power comes great responsibility right so, mm-hmm. and and the, the heart like one thing that always bothered me as much as i love the movie uh captain america civil war when they basically sum up the same phrase that everyone's sick of hearing when it comes to spider-man with great power comes great responsibility and tom holland instead says 
when you're strong like me and then the bad things happen and you don't do anything <laughs> it's just like okay you can just say it one more time just just stop beating around the bush with great power comes great responsibility i know you're trying mm-hmm. to paraphrase but yeah. no it's it, you're, you're right that it does make you kind of a shitty person i never even thought about bucky being tortured and how cap just lets that happen you're right what the hell yeah. <laughs> way to fuck bucky over man yeah <laughs> but i i think it's funny to be the to, to me the the fact that any time travel fiction has its definite problems um and confusion oh, yeah. and, and if you really analyze it but you're right it, he chose to as tony said get that life tony kept telling me to get um he chose to serve himself in being with his um his his love his long love uh instead of doing all these other great things that could maybe have messed up a lot of things, but now we're in such yeah. a state that everything's fucked up and all the timelines are fucked up anyway. So oh, yeah. it really, you got to weigh all those things. Like how much self-sacrifice did cap do? And does it excuse the, the thing that he, things that he ignored um, that he knew he could do something with uh, oh, yeah. been able to time travel. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good point. One thing, uh, uh, going back to uh, this episode. So, um, I looked at the, uh, I looked at the goofs section on IMDb for this episode, and, um, there was one thing here that I do find very funny. So, uh, uh when David says regarding Mister Hollinger, or he's also a child beater, and that makes him very dangerous. Um, if right. uh, if you can apparently, I didn't notice this, but apparently the uh, a, you can notice that the word child is overdubbed. This uh, uh and originally he uh he said uh Ed, he's also an egg beater, which uh, uh and that makes him very dangerous. The goof made several oh uh, TV show outtakes and blooper reels over the years before the correction. <laughs> They, they didn't have a single other take of him saying the actual line. I guess that's, that's amazing. <laughs> cracking everybody up on set. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, and I imagine with the the the, the source material or the 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 subject matter of something as serious as this, mm-hmm. it would almost be so. It'd be so easy to want to break up the tension on set i mean you've got these people pretending like they've just been punched like the the wife being punched in the eye she's got a black eye now she's crying she's she's desperate and then in between takes to carry that weight of that moment Uh (laughs) when you're just shooting an hour tv episode and you're only gonna be in one episode it's like okay everybody just let bill bixby say egg beater (laughs) that's funny i'm glad Another thing that uh, I do think is very accurate, uh, I heard, and this is one thing that I think a lot of people don't understand. Actually, with uh, uh, with people who are in abusive situations, um, you see throughout the episode, the uh, the mom is defending, uh, is defending him, and uh, and and um, because of how scared of her him he is, but also because she loves him. And, and that's mm-hmm. uh, and oh, uh, that's I think a lot of people don't uh, understand. Like, yes, yeah. uh, uh, yes, she's uh, like, um, she's be abused, but she does still love the uh, she does love the sky. I uh, and but all and also she's scared too, as she is also a victim, and that's uh, and that's why she doesn't take uh, uh take the kid, uh, mark away uh, away from the situation because she's scared uh, aired of what might, might happen and that's uh, and that is very true of real life uh, i um there'll be people who will try to say like oh why didn't you just leave the person it's like it's not that simple you know, and mm-hmm. people who haven't been through a situation like that they don't understand that yeah i was i was very impressed with that part of the show and you and you were you were very you've been very uh authentic and and uh honest and vulnerable in this episode and I'll, I'll share a little bit myself um about my own experience here the that was my biggest one of my biggest um life learning things or epiphanies over over the years is is the relationship my mom had with what was going on for those many years 
um, when we were kids and how she dealt with it and how she rationalized and how it was something so much more difficult than I understood in the moment mm -hmm. um, at the time to leave him or to to break up or to to split the yeah. family and, and the raise the upbringing that she had and what it meant to her. Uh, the the longevity of their relationship and how long they've known each other and it's like basically they've known each other since like middle middle of high school and it's like that is a different time different era very complicated situation and to to keep making excuses or some people as an outsider would would view the family and say what are you doing you're putting them at jeopardy or whatever um, and to keep making excuses whereas that decision is so much more ripple effect than they understand oh yeah and they're not understanding the mental state mm. of the person in the abusive relationship. We all we know that the complications with an abusive parent, uh, we love them, even though they've done what they've done. And that's a hard mm -hmm. thing to come to terms with and to understand. It's like, how can someone that hurt you as much as they do uh, love you? And how could you still love them, even though they've hurt you as much yeah. as they have? It's crazy to think about. Um but it is true, and it's what makes these things, these these homes and these these uh, families, so complicated. And and I I was impressed as mm -hmm. hell with the authenticity of the mother. Oh in yeah. This episode. Yeah, it is a yeah. very hard thing to to, to wrap mm -hmm. the mind around, but it, it's hell of a hell of a good job. Yeah. Um, my mom has told uh, has told my brothers and I the story about uh, how when uh when her dad died. Uh, uh, I she was not uh, uh she was not able to uh be there with him in his final days because he told her that if she does uh, if she does that uh she stays behind that he will take uh, us and she will never see us again and that's uh, and that was uh, how terrified of her uh, of him that uh, that she was uh, uh she uh, that she. She went and uh, and left with uh, uh, the family uh, and didn't see her dad for the fi his final days. Uh, it, like so many people don't really realize how terrifying it is for the uh, uh, the mother, uh, other or just the, whoever in the the relationship is not the, the abusive one, uh, and they um they don't realize that uh, I, I, and how hard it is uh, is like she was uh, uh, like she said how how. She couldn't take us away from uh, from him as well because, like, she was so scared that he would find us, and then something bad would happen if he found us. There's always the fear of some kind of repercussion and mm -hmm. what could. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's daunting and it's it can't be easy. And you see these these couples um, that are abusive to each other, but they don't have kids, and it's like you yeah. want to shake them and give them a shake and say walk away like find someone who appreciates yeah. you find someone who respects you instead of getting locked into something because as soon as kids get involved it yeah. is so much there's so much more to consider and it's not just your feelings oh, yeah. you're reconciling the idea of leaving this person and the loss that you'll feel it, it's then interrupting the ripple effect is so dire so it is a hell of a rock and a hard place kind of scenario. Um, yeah, definitely. That, uh, that I, I I only now can kind of wrap my head around, but I there's, take a lot more to uh, fully understand. Uh, um, I don't think there's a lot else to really talk about with this episode, but uh, it's just it's a very well made episode. There are, uh, as I said, there are definitely some things I would ch uh, that I would change about it myself uh, of, um, because uh, uh just based on things we realize now uh how like how uh, how maybe in the 70s they didn't realize how uh that just a month's time wouldn't be able to uh, uh to <laughs> fix someone uh on um but uh, uh yeah uh and it's not really an episode i enjoy watching that much but it's uh but it is an important episode and it's uh, important to talk about because uh, uh um people seeing these uh, things Whenever I talk about these things on my podcast, I'm, I do it because I hope that it'll uh, hope that it might help someone else that's in a similar yeah. situation. Well said. Yeah, I think I think this episode brings. There's some episodes that are just for fun or just for fluff and entertainment, and then there's other ones that are trying to make a statement on a subject. I think this one did very well for a show, an episode about child abuse um, in the '70s. We have come clearly a long way from that time to now. 
but there's always more learning to be had to be done there's always more advancements that could be made to make things safer for kids in scenarios like this to make things the stigmas around the whole scenario uh softened and, uh, and more understood with empathy for the partner of the person for for the child for the for the i wouldn't say the abuser uh but mm -hmm. these people need to get the focus and understanding of a professional who can keep the kids in the scenario safe as well as get this person some freaking help and keep the two apart right. and uh you know like i say uh, chaperone visits things like that that's one thing that's that's progress but the per the person who's the abuser needs to suffer mm -hmm. some consequence. Um, as far as this episode goes, of just a piece of television or a piece of media, I think that they did some amazing stuff as far as uh, basically shooting it like a horror story in some scenes. Mm -hmm. um, they were really effective and uh, scary. And the idea alone of the the, the you you bring it back to the the first thing we mentioned about the scene that was most effective was him being told to bring his dad the beer with an alcoholic father bringing them the thing that's only going to make them worse it, the irony is so palpable and so it, it, like rich with just conflict you're you're being demanded to bring them something that they is only going to make them even more that uh mr hyde instead of dr jackal it's going to make them worse oh, yeah. and it, I, I i was very impressed with the fact that a show like the incredible hulk from the 1970s would tackle something so mm -hmm. effectively yeah definitely um since i would like to uh i to be able to end this off with like uh, i a little bit fun uh, uh instead of uh, uh just the entire episode being bleak and uh like and depressing um <laughs> you want to do uh i do a mad libs together hell yes man hit me All with right. some mad libs um see what uh, story we can uh, and do let's see uh, um let's uh we could do uh oh i have no idea what this uh story is about but uh, uh but side called on top of old smoky you want to do that i'll cover with cheese i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> i'm just thinking of this is... is it all on top of spaghetti i'll cover with cheese from the on top of old smoky i don't know I let's no go idea. ahead to it yeah, uh, <laughs> which is this is this is definitely. Uh, I don't think this will be a very long one. So depending sure. on how long it is, uh, is maybe we could do it all uh, uh, there. But all right, for, uh, this might be what you said. Uh, said is first thing it asked for is the food. Um, banana. Okay, an adjective next. We need um, hmm, huh. and an adjective is the uh, uh adjective is sign you add sign right uh i to uh so like an adverb is a descriptive for okay. an action word an adjective is is a descriptive for a noun so like a uh, stinky uh. cheese or a fat okay uh, uh, uh whatever <laughs> whale <laughs> i just watched the whale brendan fraser that's the first thing that came to mind <laughs> Um, uh, so, uh, oh, I'll say, uh, a, um, hulking. Nice. That, uh, that would work, right? Uh, as an adjective? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, next we need a noun. A zoo. Okay. And then a verb ending in ed. Um, punched. Very often. Household Very often. item. <laughs> Spatula. Spatula. This isn't going to end up being a Mad Lib about an abusive family, is it? Because I can't handle it. I would hope show. not. <laughs> it's too much, John. It's too much. All right. And then a location. Um, Mount Doom. Nice. Um, a verb ending in ED. Okay. Uh, uh, crapped. <laughs> crapped? Crapped. Uh, okay. Like pooed? Yep. <laughs> but, but more vulgar. Okay. A type of plant, okay. Um, bamboo. Nice. There's not very many like funny names of plants to choose. Oh, I beg to differ. Daffodils. An adjective. Um, stinky. All right. Now the next one it asks for a measurement. I'm so I'm wondering if it means uh, it's like inches or feet or whatever uh, or, or does it mean like am actual like uh like six inches or something uh, or... i would say 47 and a half inches 
Okay. No wait. I, I, uh, but I, what I mean is like uh, like <laughs> I don't I don't know whether it means just it wants the the kind a kind of of measurement or if it wants like oh, a particular amount. Good point. Good point. Um... I'll I'll just say forty seven inches uh, as see what happens. <laughs> I it might mess things up, half. but uh uh verb any ed um port <laughs> a type of fabric oh cashmere seinfeld Cash. fans will enjoy that one cashmere all right um and then for a next a type of beverage um uh let's see uh i just go with root beer nice barks or mug Wait, what do you guys got in the states? What's the go-to? Down there? Um, they have both. We have both barks and mug here. Uh, there. Nice. The, the thing is, it's it's honestly so weird to me how root beer is one of the only sodas where it's where it seems like every brand has their own version of it versus like basically every other soda. It is a product of one brand. Mm, I think I understand what you're saying. It's it's weird. We have A and W as well. So it's yeah, Barks, we have yeah, we have A and W as well. And then mm-hmm. what, uh, uh, RC root beer. Um, so, there's RC cola, uh, uh, but I don't yeah. think RC root beer. Um, a verb. Not specifically. Okay. Uh, jog. All right. All right. Let's go mad. All right. So it says, <laughs> on top of spaghetti, all covered with banana. I lost my hawking zoo ball when somebody punched. It rolled off the spatula and onto the floor. And then my hawking zoo ball rolled out of the Mount Doom. It crapped into the garden and under a bamboo. And uh, and then my hawking zoo ball was nothing but much, uh, uh, mush. This the mush was a stinky, uh, was as stinky as stinky could be, and then the next forty-seven inches, it porked into a tree. <laughs> the tree was all covered, all covered with cashmere, and uh, and on it grew zoo balls and root beer. So if you eat spaghetti all covered with banana, hold on to your zoo ball. Whenever you jog. Damn. That's just good. That's just good advice. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's, let's do one more. Uh, one more of these. Um, okay. uh, let's see. Um, um, my evil plan to take over the world. Oh, All right. So. Uh, uh, this is a uh, this one is gonna be a very long one, so it's definitely uh, uh definitely gonna be the uh, uh the last one we do. But uh, okay. give me uh, a an adjective. Okay. Um, hairless. Um. But so next, I have uh, I have a verb. So um, I'll say paint. Nice. Near noun. Therapy. All right. Therapy. Links in the description. <laughs> <laughs> All right, an adjective, um, green. <laughs> Plural noun. Plural noun. Yes. Bones. All right. All right, another adjective, um, hmm. uh, girthy. <laughs> All right. Punch, hulking, green, and now you're going with girthy. I love this has turned... From something uh, so wholesome to something. <laughs> I love it. All right, we need another adjective. Uh, yucky. Yucky, you said. Sexy. Sorry. Oh, sexy. <laughs> All right. I say it with a kid block with the it. All right. So next, I gotta choose a company name. Huh. About barks. Uh, I'm going. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm going a little bit uh, more mature than that. Um, <laughs> oh, OnlyFans. Still, those are us. <laughs> is that real? No, it's not. I'm just. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I might. Maybe, but I have no idea. I'm... You didn't look up a dildo company name. You just said... <laughs> Got it. I was just making a joke on Toys R Us. I like um. It. With their return a policy. type of place I need. 
type of place? Yes. The checkout line. Okay. I know that's a, that's a complicated one. I hope it doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, I we need a number. Uh, oh, I I'll this is my one. So yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go with uh at the classic of 69. And then we need a second number. Um let's go 246. 246. Okay. And... Wait, and I'm trying to get it down. All right. Oh, I uh, gotta do a, a a pearl noun. Um, hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, a balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now I did an adverb. An adverb. Yes. Okay. Um. Uh. Exhaustedly. Maybe that's not even a word. Hang on. Yeah. No, it is. Okay. Cool. <laughs> All right. And now I gotta do an adjective. Um. Hmm. Uh, nerdy. Nice. <laughs> a verb ending in ing. Shredding. All right. Um, and I have another verb uh, ending in ing. So I'm gonna go with sexting. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to text. <laughs> you heard it right. here first of the gamma analysis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. A verb. Boink. All right, boink. Um, and I got a verb and ed. So, um, hmm. Let's see. Flailed. Flailed. Yes. Okay. Nice. All right. I need an a plural occupation. Proctologists. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. I got that. Uh. uh now. Uh, I'll. I have a noun. So. I'm just gonna go with Hulk on that. Nice. All right. A plural event. <laughs> a plural event. Okay. Beer fests. All right. So we got St. Patty's Day coming up. <laughs> All right. And I got a noun plural. Um. Uh. Let's see. Uh. Huh. Um. Bath houses. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And the next one is an interesting one. Okay. Something you hate doing. Manual labor. <laughs> All right. Um. A. Uh, and I will. I have a verb ending in ed. Um. Grilled. Nice. I need a noun. Dingleberry. Do you know what a dingleberry is? I've heard of it. I. Uh, I would have to guess. It's just another word for balls. Strangely, no. Do you want to hear the definition? Sure. And I don't know. You know what? It's um. I, I had to clean up one today. Not for myself. Is a slang term for a piece of dried fecal matter that clings to the hair around the anus. And my newest okay. kitten, Moops, has very long hair, and she's still only six months old. Fun. Unfortunately, when we give her a little bit of wet food treat, she might. Later that night, have a dingleberry, which is okay. What we call in this household a code brown. There you go. All right. So right the next, uh, uh, the next one uh, on was <laughs> sound, and so I chose as Wilhelm scream. Nice. Ah! I can't do a perfect one. <laughs> All right. I need a verb. Suck in. All right. Um, and I gotta do a state. Oh. Um. Can I can I suggest one? Sure. Mass of two shits. <laughs> All right. And I will Sorry, be spelling listeners. it. I, I will be spell. Uh, I will be spelling it exactly like that. Nice. All right. Um. So then I Boston listeners. So that I will. Uh. I next will. Uh. Next. Um. Uh, since you uh you did that one, I'll do this next one, which is a famous person. I'll do. Danny DeVito. Nice. Oh, he's awesome. All right. A verb ending in ing. Um, taunting. All right. And now I next have to do a fraction. So <laughs> I guess I'll just say 69 slash 420. <laughs> 69 420ths? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. I've never heard that fraction before. Yeah. Um, so the verb. Another verb? Yes. Uh, okay. Um, medicate. All right. 
Uh, I have a noun. Um, I'm going to just say sex. I did an adverb. Okay. Can I ask you this? Do you what? mind if I read this one at the end? Um, do you really? It's want to on read? my phone, so I don't think oh. I would be able to let you read it. Okay, okay, that's fair. I thought it might have been on your computer screen. You could share the screen. Okay, what did you need? An adverb? Yes. Um, frantically on your phone. All I'm right. making you type out all these long fucking answers. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, and then uh, and I will. I have another noun. So um, I'm gonna say boobs <laughs> that's two nouns john no, it's <laughs> okay then i'll just do singular boobs. <laughs> boobs all right and finally i need a personality trait withholding <laughs> all right okay um actually uh, what i can do i will screenshot this and i will send it to you so that you can uh, and then you can read it oh john you're too you're too nice that's awesome all right i'll send it to you on discord sweet okay try to do my best here make this really big <clears throat> my evil plan to take over the world i am dr hairless i am destined to paint the therapy unfortunately the therapy is full of a bunch of green bones that do not agree so it's this probably is not my... good <laughs> your bones so shouldn't be my... green no if your bones are green see a physician yeah how would you know, though? Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, so this is my girthy plan to take over the therapy. To start with, I'll need to build my sexy hideout in an abandoned Dildos R Us complex in the middle of the checkout line. It will have 69 underground floors and only 246 floors above ground. All the balls will open exhaustedly. <laughs> <laughs> and address me as the great and nerdy Dr. Hairless. I will also have several rooms designed for shredding and sexting anyone who tries to boink me. For anyone who tries to Okay. <laughs> that is after I have flailed the full extent of my girthy plan to them. Oh, God. Next, I will hire some proctologists to design the Hulkbuster, a machine designed to trigger huge beer fests wherever I want to. And if they don't want to build it, I will capture their bathhouses and threaten to make them manual labor for hours on end. Once it's built, I will have it grilled along the San Andreas Dingleberry. <laughs> 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 what is it? M. W. Wilhelm scream? I am. I am. What? Oh, I don't know what the M. W. is, but we didn't I enter that. No okay. idea. So it's like it's like four or five times. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, you sucking. I can hold the governor of massive two shits, Danny DeVito, against his. Against the threat of taunting 69 over... <laughs> Wait, 69 420ths of yes. the state into the ocean. And once I have controlled the massive two shits, I will medicate the sex industry into promoting my right to paint the therapy. And frantically, all will succumb to my boob and withholding. <laughs> <laughs> it surprises me how many of those things actually fit in there. <laughs> like the, the like uh, like the sex industry or Hulkbuster. Yeah, I was impressed with Hulkbuster. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, like wow. No, we were gonna say Hulk. What the hell? That was, that was awesome. That was awesome. Thank you for letting me read that. That was a lot of fun. You're welcome. That was a lot of fun. Uh, uh, so, uh, um. Would you like to have me say Cyan announcer voice? I want you to say the last two sentences of this bad <laughs> lib in your announcer. Okay. Voice. All right. Uh, uh, once I have control, that part. And once I have control of mass of two shits, I will medicate the sex industry. Into promoting my right to paint the therapy 
and frantically all will succumb to my boob and withstanding. Withholding. Oh, withholding. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine the, the evil, <laughs> evil plan being said in front of a bunch of people and one go, oh, yeah. one go, the script writer go withholding. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that was great. All right. So, uh, oh, Thank you, one, everyone, for listening. And, and if you like this gamma analysis, please give a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and a five-star rating on Spotify. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on the episodes. Please let me know. If you'd like to listen to more from me, please subscribe. Many more gamma analysis from me coming, so keep on the lookout. Uh, uh, is there any last things you would like to say before I end off this episode, Keith? Um, I... I respect and appreciate how authentic and, and sharing you are uh, with your life. And this was a fantastic episode to talk about some very important shit. Thank you. Uh, oh, all right. So uh, oh, this again is your host, Smash Chevy John, signing off.